Hey guys, so it's been a while since I've done a podcast. It was a goal of mine earlier this year to start and, you know, be consistent with it. But things happen in life and you just stop. But I have so many people that I associate with, people that I'm friends with, who always say, oh my God, when are you going to do a podcast? We love to hear you talk. Like you have so much to say. And then I'll say, okay, I know, I know I'm going to do it. But the fact of the matter is, is that I do have a podcast. Anchor allows you the ability to be able to record and you guys can come and listen. The problem is, is just that I don't record. So here I am. I posted something on my Instagram earlier about letting go of toxic men in your life. I have dated so many men. And the crazy thing about it is when I post or I say something about dating, guys are like, well, you're dating the wrong guys. So someone who's financially stable is the wrong guy. Someone who expresses to me that they're open to being in a relationship is the wrong guy. Someone who's taking me out on dates and making me feel that I'm a good candidate is the wrong guy. No, I feel like I'm dating all the right guys. They have all the credentials to be a great mate. It's just that they don't follow through with the things that they say. And one of the things that I'm learning is that a man, a real man is a man of his word. He's going to show you with his actions that he's serious about you. A boy is going to tell you that he's serious about you and no actions are going to follow. I didn't grow up with a dad. My dad was killed when I was very young, four years old. Although I have a few memories of him, I don't have a long-lasting relationship um, that has provided an example of how a man should treat me. My stepfather, but my parents were married for about 17 years. And one great thing about him is that he was a good provider. I never had to worry about not having food or lights or gas. He was great in that area. But was he invested in my life and the things that I did and the activities that I participated in? No. Did we ever have a conversation about men and what I should look for? Absolutely not. As far as an example goes, um, he and my mom had some infidelity issues so there wasn't really a great foundation I did have uncles around me one uncle in particular I'm I'm very 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 close with but once he got married I kind of felt like his wife had taken him away from me and although I love my aunt to death to life excuse me I hate when people say I love you to death no I love you to life So anyway, I love my uncle to life. When he got married, I felt like the closest thing to me and the closest example of a man that I had had been taken away. He really didn't spend a lot of time talking to me about boys anymore or checking in on me. And I know it wasn't because, you know, he didn't love me anymore. It's just that he had a wife now and he had to tend to her. And I totally understand because when I get a husband, I know that he, if he has sisters or siblings, that he may not be able to tend to them as much because, you know, ideally his main focus is his wife and his family. So I get that. Um, So back to just me not having a great example. So now I'm older and I'm learning what things to look for. I've dated guys that just have had so many issues emotionally from their past that when they get with me, they say, oh, you're such a great girl. And, you know, I definitely want to marry you one day. And then all of a sudden, those issues from their past tend to hunt them and then they start treating me like bullshit or they start pulling back or they disappear and something for me um 
that is a turnoff is people that disappear. At an early age, I lost my father at four. At seven, I lost my godfather. At 10, I lost my grandfather. So in a very short time span, I lost some of the most important men that I had ever encountered in my life. And so I have gotten to a point where it's easy for me or it has been easy for me to close a casket on someone. And so when someone disappears out of my life, I look at it as, okay, it's just another casket on a man that I have to close. But I hate when I open myself up to men and I get close to them and they make me feel comfortable and then they disappear. So that's always an issue with the guys that I date. And I have so many stories to share with you guys that I think for each guy that I've dated, I'll probably have to have a separate segment just for you to really dive deep into what I've been dealing with. And I think I'm a great catch. I think that I'm very smart. I think that I'm very funny at times. Well, I I think most of all the time I'm funny. I have great clapbacks. You know, I'm a philanthropist. I spend a lot of time um, doing community service. I know that I'm a great catch and I don't ever want the issues that I've dealt with with men um, to ever deter me away from knowing how great of a catch that I am. And I notice with a lot of women, we have these situationships that we're involved with for years and it really tears us down. It tears us down mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically in so many ways and because I have so many people asking me oh my god when are you gonna come out with a podcast I feel like it's now really a great time for me to harp on these things and really start to express myself and give you guys an inside look into my world you never know um, how many people you can touch with your story or how many people you can touch with your advice and your encouragement And because I know that people love to hear me talk, hopefully you guys will learn something about me, but also learn something for yourself. You only get one life. You don't get to do this thing over again. You don't get a second chance. And so because you don't get to do this thing over again, I've learned how important it is to express myself. I've learned how important it is to live in my truth. I've learned how important it is to have people around me that truly love and care about me and have my best interests at heart. And I've learned to just not give a fuck about how anybody feels about me, what they think about me. At the end of the day, I'm accountable for just one person. Well, you know, I'm a mom, so I'm accountable for him too. But overall, at the end of the day, I'm accountable for me and the things that I do. And I just don't want anybody in my space that's toxic. If you're not bringing positivity to my life, I want you to poof, be the fuck gone. And so just for you guys to get a glimpse of what I deal with every day, I think that it's relatable. And I don't think that you can reach people unless you're relatable and I know that a lot of you people listening to this can relate to a lot of the things that I have dealt with and a lot of things that I am going to deal with 
So in closing, I do want to kind of let you guys know that although this is my personal podcast that I'm going to try my absolute best to record on, I do have something with one of my great friends named Sharma. Right now we have a page on Instagram and it's called Struggle Queens. And the message that we're trying to get out to people is that Although you struggle with so many things and people, especially for black women, people make you feel that you're less than or you're not wanted or you're disposable at any moment because you deal with these struggles. And the fact of the matter is, is that although you're struggling, you're still a queen. I don't have to be um, a recipient of white privilege. Okay, I don't have to have blonde hair and blue eyes and, you know, plastic boobs to be a queen or for a man to treat me as such. I just have to be myself. And through this, we want people to gain confidence and be vocal about the things that they're dealing with. Just understand that throughout your adversity and the humps that you have to get over and the obstacles that you are still a queen. So set aside from the Instagram page that we're starting to run, we also have a forum on Facebook called Struggle Queens as well, where we just allow women to express themselves. And it's a network of women that are truly reaching out to us and reaching out to others and getting advice and being inspirational. You know, there's a young lady that just released a book that's in our group and we've just been trying to promote that for her and be encouragement to her. Um, I have another friend, Tia, who's writing a book that's going to be published soon and it's just so much motherfucking black excellence going on and I want to be a part of that I want people that are a part of that to be a part of my world and that's just so important to me to have black women be able to express themselves who gives a fuck about you feeling that we got an attitude or we ghetto or we loud or we ignorant those things are so far from the truth there are so many great things about us I mean, there are so many amazing, astounding, awesome things about black women that people never get a chance to see because of their own true ignorance, because they get can't get past, you know, us talking with our hands or they can't get past us being a little loud or they can't get past the way we wear our hair or they can't get past that we got all this ass on us or they can't get past because we just so fucking dope and I'm tired of living in the shadows of people that don't respect who the fuck we are that's just it that is just it and so in closing again I'm gonna try my best to get on here and give you guys something to listen to and hopefully somebody somewhere in this world will be encouraged by something that I say and if you are a Christian please do not be offended by me cussing um I don't want to prolong this podcast but my pastor she said something um so awesome in church years ago and she just said that I struggle with things don't think because you know I'm a pastor that I don't make mistakes she said one of the things I struggle with is cursing and everybody was like, ooh, but I felt that in my spirit. It was just like, damn, you so dope. You bring the word every Sunday, but yet you're so relatable and you're so real that you just told the congregation that you struggle with cursing when you're not in a pulpit. And so I felt so comfortable after that cursing and not trying to pretend that I don't after my pastor expressed her truth that I don't want you to be offended if you hear me cursing. 
It's just a way that I express myself. I still love the Lord. You know, I'm still saved. The Bible says we all fall short of God's glory, but I do my part. Okay, I don't pay my tithes the way I'm supposed to, but I also feel that we tithe in other ways. Every Tuesday, I am at the Siena Literacy Center in the hood of Detroit, okay? Tutoring adults that don't know how to read, so don't judge me for my language, okay? Judge me according to my heart, and my heart is dope as fuck. So, peace. Talk to you guys soon.